welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, Contraman of contramanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California, and this week's special guest for our special oracle hour, Papa G of southernfolkmagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic and practice of tea, tea leaf reading. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Contraman. Ms. Kat? Hi, thank you, Evan, for that lovely introduction. Um, how are you doing? How are you doing on this beautiful afternoon? I am doing quite well. It was warm enough to actually take a walk, so I put on my mask and I took a walk and just enjoyed the Sunday. So now I'm here with uh, my favorite people. <laughs> I can't wait to get into this topic. I'm so excited for it. Oh well, thank you for for you know. Thinking of us while out in nature and walking. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, you know, I always, um, when I'm in a rush, I just say hi to the announcer person and go hi, and on we go with the show. But every once in a while, I take a moment. Let's just hear a little bit about um, how is your practice going? Are you getting um, a lot of clients? What are you seeing these days? Oh well. Um, I'm actually, I think if I had to nail it down, it's probably a lot of like money stuff, uh, a lot of emotional support stuff as well. Um, Helping people just deal with the complexities of uh, the quarantine. Um, Also coming out of what potentially we could be coming out of quarantine soon, I hope. Um, How to reintegrate into society in a way that, you know, is comfortable and, um, you know, just finding that grounding. I I do a lot of readings and, and rework around like emotional stability and things like that for people. So um, aside from that, very much money and jobs, of course. I think everyone is, uh, you know, slowly oh, yeah. in that uh, vein of needing more money. But, um, you know, aside from that, I'm just making candles and products and uh, stocking some new herbs. I uh, sold a couple master roots this week. So um, that was that was exciting. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, we're going to have to have you on as a guest sometime. The announcers do get to be guests, you know, uh, so, <laughs> because I know you have a lot going on, and um, and I'm just I'm always happy to see, you know, you've got a a great attitude toward life, and I think people who want, uh, you know, to be upward bound in their life, not people who are trying to uh, redress 35 years of tragedy, but you know, people who want to go somewhere, do someplace. They can do no better than to hitch themselves to someone who has a uh, a lion's heart, you know, the heart of bravery, courage. That's you. You got that. 
That's very kind of you, Ms. Well, Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So things here at um, Lucky Mojo have been cooking along as usual, getting out products, making products, shipping them all over the world. We're beginning to open up a couple more countries we can ship to. Um, we lost one employee. Uh, college finally restarted after a year and a half or whatever, and he went back east to go to college. So we're short one employee. We could sure use um, another person working here because we're, you know, we're scrambling. But that always happens. That's retail for you. And um, and we wish him well. That was Dimitri. You just, you know, hi, goodbye, Dimitri. What, hung out with us during the pandemic. Maybe we'll see him again <laughs> further on down the road. But we were a good, safe place in a pandemic for him. Um, now, uh, I want to give a little uh, thank you also to Jenna and Summer, who are at the shop um, focusing on getting packages packed up. And I've been working, as I tell everybody every week, I've been working my ass off on Patreon. I tell you, this thing is quite quite the thing. i got to write a new web page every week for Patreon subscribers. Plus, I have to write a new page or edit a page at readersandrootworkers.org. So I'm working two pages a week lately. But Miss Michael is going to come in and relieve and spell me a little bit at the tech team for air. But the Patreon pages I write myself. So this week's Patreon page and what you're missing if you didn't pay a measly $2 is a tribute to and an introduction to the works of Joseph E. Meyer. And if you never heard of him and go, what does that have to do with hoodoo? Well, that's what you pay your 2 bucks for. Um, Joseph Meyer, known as the Herbalist, um, had a company. Um, he was born in 1878. He died in 1950. And he founded um, Indiana Botanic Gardens and a few other things. We're going to get into all of his multifarious works. But I put up a big page showing some pictures of his art uh, that was actually done by his son Clarence, I should say. He was a painter, artist, printer, author, and herb gardener. And Clarence, his son, and also David, his son, helped him run the business, and they took it over. Indiana Botanic Choice, which is its new name, it's not a garden anymore, alas, but Indiana Botanic Choice is still there. And I have a huge collection of paper, ephemera, booklets, catalogs, images, and things from this company and this family who contributed greatly to Hoodoo, and I'll explain why to my Patreon supporters. So I wrote the first page, and there will be at least mm, seven or eight more pages on herbal almanacs and the role of the um, herb growers. What this is going to be is a little bit of my herb apprenticeship program. If any of you listening have taken the apprenticeship, you know that I begin with a whole display of herbal almanacs. And so this is that part of the herb lecture kind of laid out in a formal way because I can't give the apprenticeships because of the pandemic. And no, I have not yet been offered a vaccine <sighs> yet. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> but apparently, I'm not. I'm not prime vaccination, uh, uh, you know, person. So they won't give me one. So I'm still in lockdown. And writing. So that's what's happening here. Um, I'm very excited about this new page. It's a new thread 
of um, the Patreon threads. The, the Patreon project is called It's All Ephemera with Cat Ironwood. This thread is called Leaves from the Root Workers Garden. Ooh, I love and that. It's a, That's such a good title. It's a companion. Yeah, it's a companion to my book, Hooter Urban Root Magic, which I just realized um, we were having a, uh, and you can talk about this too, Ali, we were having a conference call about the next Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. It's going to be held in mm-hmm. September, 9-11 and 9-12. And um, as we were talking about it, I realized that uh, 2022 will be the 20th anniversary of the book I wrote, Hoodoo Urban Root Magic, which has had oh, wow. rather a large impact on people. And so I'm already planning for 2022, 20-year edition. And um, I think that's going to be kind of cool, 20th year edition, maybe do a little bit of revisions, a little bit of whatever. And by then I may have written enough about some of these herbal almanacs that I can do a workshop on the role of the the herb supplier. Right now, Mm. if you look at that book, Hood Urban Magic, the role of the herb supplier is only really found on page 11 i think <laughs> it's like so I, I i'm doing a lot of internal uh thinking about where i'm going with this project the patreon project enjoying it a lot so conjureman what are you up to oh you know busy busy as usual uh lots of lots of clients i'm doing a little bit of email catch-up today today was my uh try to catch up. So by today, I should be caught up with emails. I've, uh, I've joked that in both of my, lo- both sort of my careers, if you will, my, my career as a, as a professor, my career as a, <laughs> as a mm-hmm. root worker, I spend more time with emails than I do anything else. That's my mm-hmm. that's the subtitle of all my jobs is, is answering emails. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit of email catch-up. I should be all cut up by end of night tonight is the goal I've given myself. But otherwise, quite well, doing lots of readings. Um, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the sort of life readings that people are doing. Uh, I'm getting a lot of birthday readings, it, it looks like it's happening. When people's birthdays come around, they get themselves a natal reading or a year-ahead reading, and that's been really fun and enjoyable. I think I only have one reading slot open left for the entire month. I'm all booked up, every single day's booked, but one slot I think is still open for a, for a birth chart reading. But interestingly, this past week, so if anyone's been following along the radio show, they'll from my announcements, a couple weeks back, I talked about uh, a client that I had been working on. We had uh, done a natal reading for her, and we saw some some issues with her love life. She hadn't been able to find a partner for a while. And so we did some lunar talisman work. And if anyone remembers this, they, 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 <laughs> I mentioned that she had just gone on a date that very week, about two, three weeks after we did the lunar talisman work. She went on her first date after like three years. Well, I heard back that they're now formally in a relationship. So the process of like a month and a half, she went from not having a relationship for three years to now being in a happy, committed relationship. And my fingers are crossed and prayers and blessings to her that this is a nice, long-lasting, enduring one that leads to marriage and commitment and children like she hopes for. But it is nice to get news back from clients that, hey, guess what? I'm in a relationship. (laughs) Things worked out. Because as you can attest, and Papa G, you can speak to this as well, you sometimes never, never hear back from the client. You do the work, you do the reading, 
And you just kind of have to assume that, okay, everything worked out. And then maybe like a couple years later, they'll come back for something completely different. And you're like, didn't I do love work for you? Didn't I do this one reading and say you're going to get married <laughs> yeah, or, right. or you'll find this job? And then they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, that all came true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, the root work was a success. You're like, it's kind of nice. You would have been nice to know. So it's nice to hear back from clients in a, in a sort of speedy manner. Hey, things worked out. So um, yeah. I'm happy to report she's in a relationship, and I'm very happy with that. That's wonderful. That's just wonderful. Yeah, I get that every once in a while. I like the last <laughs> time I read for you was in 2012, and and you were divorcing your husband. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I, I remarried. I've had a baby. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. Okay. Good. Good. That was good. All right. Um, well, let's get to saying hello to dear mm. Papa G. Um, Papa G, welcome hello. to the show again. And um, for those who you who do not know Papa G, um, he is the co-proprietor of Nashville, Tennessee's absolutely best metaphysical store and um, aromatherapy store. And I guess they, they do therapeutic massage and they have witchy, crafty things and and anyway, hi, Papaji. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, I've been, um, uh, the store is going through yet more growing pain, so I've been dealing with that as well as trying to keep up with everything I'm doing. We're putting in the entire um, new point-of-sale system that connect, finally connects the store to the website. We've been doing uh, mm. keeping them connected manually, so it'll enable us to quadruple the, size of the website before long. Um, oh, wow. And, and I'm going to revisit my roots of how the company started 21 years ago because we're redesigning some rooms in the store. So, like, we'll be able to have um, a stone room that's twice the size, um, a te- separate tarot room, and I am getting, because mm. this is my pet project, a bath and body room. So I've been formulating, like, new specialty artisan soaps, you know, the kind you actually take a, a ice cream, a, a, um, cake decorating piping bags. I'm piping the top oh, yeah. of oh, soaps and making jugs of milk baths and solid bubble bars and all sorts of stuff. So Wow. Mm-hmm. How fantastic. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yes, you're working on a book that's going to be out in time for the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival this September, a book on amulets and talismans. And we're going to have you back to talk about that um, prior to the book coming out, no doubt. <laughs> but it'll be on Hoodoo, amulets, talismans, and charms. But today, yeah. <laughs> today is the Oracle Hour, and we're going to be uh, – as we do on every Oracle Hour, we're going to dive deep into one – form of divination and Mm -hmm. this time it's tea leaf reading now uh, those of uh, you who know this show and know us know that uh, uh, Gregory Lee White aka Papa G and me Kat Ironwood co-authored a book uh, last year uh, called The Stranger in the Cup How to Read Your Luck and Fate in the Tea Leaves and this book has been a success. It has absolutely reached the audience it needed to reach. It's the only book that really kind of goes into uh, marked cups in a big way since Cicely Kent's book in 1924. <laughs> so um, 
we really kind of gave a whole history of tea leaf reading, and then we give them how to how to um, make tea, and we also have lists of the meanings assigned to symbols that you see in your tea. Having said that, let me turn this over to Papa G, and then we're really going to go to taking some calls from clients, and we're going to read their tea leaves for them. Okay. Yeah, another thing about the, uh, as we predicted before the book came out, is uh, now it is um, (laughs) the price of marked teacups on eBay is now up. We We knew that would happen. Yeah, we told everyone about them, and now uh, you can't get one at a too too affordable price. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I would say I was, that in some of them have doubled. Some of them that have been, pre, you know, the prices edge upward on eBay for marked, you know, cups from the 1920s and 30s, but the prices on some of them have doubled since this book came out. Mm-hmm. Kind of strange. That's what I, wanted. I wanted before then. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, the heart of a collector. <laughs> but um, you know, when I was thinking about because we did do um, a, a radio show on tea leaf reading, and I was trying to think, I thought, well, what is another approach? Something else we can talk about. And um, one thing that the book touched on a little bit was, and I think is interesting, is the heart of symbolism. Mm-hmm. And how symbolism can can uh, cr- cross between many forms of divination, and, and a lot of them, the symbols mean the same thing. Um, granted, tea leaf sim- uh, readings are symbols; it's a long list compared to some other forms of divination, mm-hmm. um, because the symbols that you find, depending on where it lands in the cup, mean something different. But um, symbols can be layered. We've talked before mm-hmm. about how. You don't just see a flower, but maybe you see a specific flower, which can mean something totally different than if you just say, I see a flower. Yeah, it's true with birds also. Um, you know, a stork has a different meaning than a pelican. And a crow has a different meaning than a stork. You know, I mean, it's they're all, you know, so what tea leaf reading grows out of the natural world. It grows out of urban root magic. And so Mm -hmm. the symbols that are shown often are man-made. You could call them humanity-made buildings, cars, roads, and things like that. But it's so fascinating to me because these symbols are made of leaves that very often they are symbols of nature the curves, the curls, the you know, the forms are natural forms. And when they unfold and when you pour the hot water in, they form shapes that remind us often of mm-hmm. birds and people, animals, and um, yeah. trees, flowers. Yeah, there's and something bird, beautiful like a bird in the, symbology, cage, the natural symbology there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've... I've said with, when it comes to tea leaf reading, there's there's two kind of key things to remember. First, as Papa Jean yourself mentioned, the symbols here do overlap with other forms of symbols you could find in psychic work. And so I tell mm-hmm. clients that, in a, that you start off by learning the sort of traditional meaning of symbols, but then make sure that you develop your own symbol language. So I t- it's very important to keep a diary of some sort, whether it's a dream diary, a fortune-telling diary, something where you start to write down 
omens, symbols, auguries that you see. Today I saw a, a great hawk, and this happened. And then you might see a hawk in your teacup, right? So being able mm-hmm. to build the language out is important. There is a component of really connecting to nature, really connecting to your intuitive and psychic self. This should not be just about a, a memorization. You start there. You start with the books. You start with memorizing the traditional meaning. But then you add in that natural component, right? You, you mentioned, for example, mm-hmm. how the leaves unfurl and curl and how they're connected to sort of natural imagery, the things that we see out mm-hmm. in nature. So I tell people, are you paying attention to nature? Did you see a rose today? Did you see a flower today? Did you look at the clouds today and the shapes that they make in the heavens? Did you look at the movement of the birds? Do you look at these things and are you able to pull meaning from them? And when you're able to start pulling meaning from them, you start to build that language, then what ends up happening is that your tea leaf readings move to a whole other level. You go from sort mm-hmm. of building minor correspondences, and this could mean this, and this could, maybe means that. It's a very definitively understanding. Ah, yes, I see you've got this particular symbol in your cup. This means that money is coming your way, and it's coming very quickly because it's in this particular shape. So you're able to build a very strong language base there. So the vocabulary here is important. And the other thing is that like like bibliomancy, which we mentioned in our last Oracle Hour, for people who missed it, you can check it out in the archives. Mm-hmm. What tea leaves allow you to do is they're an accessible form of divination. They're what we call popular fortune telling or popular divination. It's done by the people. Anyone who grew up in Middle Eastern culture, Italian culture, Turkish culture can tell you that you can find at any coffee shop, any tea shop, somebody who's going to read your coffee grounds, someone who's going to read your tea leaves. They're going to do that because it's part of the, the culture. It's part of the socialized experience. And so there's this really mm-hmm. accessible component to it. Not all divination is accessible. Some divinations end up being very closed off, very difficult to get into, require formalized training of some sort. But bibliomancy and tea leaf readings are, not, are even more accessible than the tarot because you can do it with mm-hmm. the things that you already have in your house. That's absolutely right. Talk about journaling. You can begin to add to, let's say, well, like in our book, there's many pages of um, of meanings. But let's say you come across something that's not in a list that you normally find. You begin to add to the meanings. And um, if you can't find, um, if you don't know what it means, you may be able to turn to some other form of divination. Well, what does it mean Mm -hmm. in this? So I can add it to my tea leaf reading vocabulary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. I, I love your idea, Ali, of keeping an omen journal. In some of the mm-hmm. old dream books back in the 30s, and eventually I'll probably do a Patreon page on dream books too, um, or maybe a whole Patreon world on dream books, uh, th- these were usually called hunches back then. Now we think mm-hmm, of a hunch mm-hmm. nowadays, the term usually means. Um, kind of a, a, a feeling that you should bet on something. I have a hunch that horse will win or, you know, and it, it, it represents a little bit of that, that hunchy shoulder thing you do when you go, yeah, I kind of think so. You know, you kind of shrug, but yeah, but yeah, 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 I think so. Well, those were called hunches. They would You could bet your hunches in dream books. They'd say if you walk along the street mm-hmm. and you see a woman with a baby carriage, well, what does it mean? It, you know, you should bet such and such a number or such and such a course. And those were called hunches. Nowadays, we call them more often signs or omens, natural symbols, symbols from the natural world. But 
yeah. if you connect those with your tea leaf reading, you're, like you said, if you see, um, oh, you know, a, a horse going down the street with a rider out here in the country where I live, mm-hmm. it happens quite often, horses go by, and then you read your tea leaves and you see the horse and there's no rider, you think, hmm, wonder what that mm, means. Yep. You know, yep. it's like, what happened to the rider? So you have to start thinking about these things. Um, they connect. Tea leaf reading is like... Um, horror re-astrology. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the yep. image of the moment. And like bibliomancy and like horror re-astrology, you are stopping time for just a moment to get a sign. It's not yep. like the sign that comes when you look around, the, you know, and where are the crows and what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a sign right. that you deliberately invite. And that's what makes yep. it a form of um, domestic divination, because there's that moment where you actually step into the divinatory world and say, I will freeze time at this moment, and here is my sign. And mm-hmm. that's something that people don't think about a lot. I myself read my tea leaves every day when I have a cup of tea in the afternoon. And there have been days when I didn't have a question. I just drank my tea. Oop, look, oh, I've got to look at my tea leaves, right? Look at them. And I go, well, that was really interesting, you know, and it, it'll relate to either what has just happened, but often it'll relate to what is just about to happen. And the next person yep. who calls me, it relates to the, the signs in the cup or, hey, I'm going to watch a movie at night. And I'm like, wait a minute, I just saw that in my teacup. And it isn't always brilliant predictive prophecy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just this odd little synchronicity. Like, you know, right. oh, look, you know, here's a here's a horse. I'm going to go watch old Perry Mason shows. Oh, it's about a horse. <laughs> and you go, okay, got that. <laughs> but my fault, I didn't ask a question. I didn't ask a question. I just said, oh, the better look at my tea leaves, right? <laughs> so, I, so it just substituted. So what, t- what old TV show for the 1950s are you going to watch tonight? It's going to be one of the horse. Just in case you needed to know. But um, but it's better if you ask a question, then you're really focusing your attention and asking the universe to produce an answer. Right, right, right. One of the great things, what you mentioned right there, it's such a beautiful, beautiful reminder that if you want to become a really good reader, like someone mm-hmm. like this cat, then what you want to do is you want to d- build a holistic practice of fortune telling. Don't treat mm-hmm. fortune telling as just this thing that you do when a client comes and asks you a question. Incorporate it in your life, right? How is it that you mm-hmm. are incorporating, and not just one form of fortune telling. If you want to get really good as a reader, you want to be a really good tarot reader, then are you reading teacups? Are you interpreting dreams? Are you doing these other forms of divination that will all kind of integrate together? They all work hand in hand together and increase your skill greatly. Now, tea leaves are often done in person, and there's a very socialized component to it. Like palm reading, I happen to love both of these forms of reading as an experience, like just going and getting If I ever see a palm reader, if I ever see tea, I'm always getting a why. It's a beautiful experience. There's a whole performance. There's a whole art to it. But we're living in a digital world. I had a client ask, is there ways to do And absolutely you can do tea leaf reading digitally. I would love to see people start to film their tea leaf readings and send them to clients, right? 30 mm-hmm. minutes where you drink a tea and then you put the camera right on top of that teacup and you explain, look, do you, you see this and do you see this? And you send it to a client, 30 minutes of a teacup reading or an hour teacup reading. It would be a beautiful, beautiful service for a person or do it via Skype or do it via 
Zoom or whatever it is, but it is absolutely adaptable to our, our current environment. And then personally, I think in the experience of the pandemic, there might be something quite beautiful in being able to sit down with a client, both of you drink a cup of tea together, and then you read the cups. That social mm-hmm. component that kind of we lose because we're no longer in person can be made up digitally. So adapting tea mm-hmm. leaf readings to the 21st century and the pandemic experience might be, you know, a beautiful intervention into tea leaf readings. That's a that's a lovely idea. Um, you know, I I think of all the things that we're missing, and um, certainly the the leisurely cup of tea, mm-hmm. cup of coffee, yep. the the little the little cookie, or perhaps the slice of cheese. You know, whatever it is you like, um, with people in a in a setting of any kind, is missing now. And um, I think one reason I've spent so much time posting postcards of vintage tea rooms and and working on this book with Gregory is just to bring back that that part of my life that is missing, the socialization. And um, I collect uh, postcards of tea leaf readers, people reading other people's tea leaves. And there's always this domestic coziness in the postcards of the the, often an older woman, but sometimes it's a younger woman who is reading tea leaves for someone. And um, the idea that wisdom will be shared among Mm -hmm. women, because tea leaf reading is very female. And um, I've mentioned this before. Most of the gifted tea leaf readers I know are either women or gay men. I mm-hmm. have I know a few. Um, one one most notable being Ron Martin, who was a, a straight man and a very gifted tea reader, but he learned it from his mother. And mm-hmm. uh, I there's something so female about the cup form. There's something about the the warmth, the coziness, the preparation of the tea, the kitchen. Tea yeah. readings often yep. take place in a kitchen, not in a temple. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that is something that appeals to me as a woman. And it, of course, has kept tea leaf reading from being the most common form of divination. Um, that you know, you don't go out on the street to a neon office with neon signs that says get your tea leaves read very often these days. But um, Papaji and I have, have had a lot of fun collecting um, the accessories and ephemera of right. these old uh, cafes and, and tea rooms where people did read tea leaves for the clients in the tea room. And the, the tea leaf reader might be the waitress or the tea leaf reader might be a special person who sat there as a reader yeah. and, and, you know, just at their own table. And you could come over and get a cup of tea from the reader and they would do your tea leaf reading um, either for free and they would be subsidized by the restaurant, like having a Santa Claus in your restaurant at Christmas. Or you might be charged 50 cents or 15 cents back in the day when it was really cheap for a tea leaf reading. And there were women who that was their occupation. They read people's yep. tea leaves. So uh, yeah. did you bring that back? <laughs> I would like to bring it back. Maybe maybe uh, when when the pandemic is over, I'll be able to go and sit and uh, read people's tea leaves. I've, <laughs> I've done it. I, I used to do it, it back in the day in the 60s. You could go to a cafe and just say, can I can I read cards or tea leaves here in the corner? And um, 
and I'll I promise I'll draw in customers um if you just spot me for a dinner. And I would do it for just for a dinner and uh it was a free meal. <laughs> Back in the day that meant mm-hmm. something. Mhm. Mhm. I I love I love the mention of coziness here. Now the uh, you, you know the, in the Middle East it would not be uncommon for the wife of the owner, the mother of the owner, or the aunt of the owner to be the person who does the tea leaf reading. So the owner of the shop is running his tea or his coffee, right. and then his wife is sitting in the front or in a corner doing the, the readings, or his mother is, or his aunt is. So there's a sort of familial connection there. And that's an yeah. important component of, the, of tea leaf reading, is that, look, all readers develop a relationship with their clients. It's an intimate mm-hmm. relationship. It's a, we're spiritual advisors. We're counselors. There's people that we have. I have clients that go back decades, and so, so do both of you, right? They just go back ages, and we've gotten to know these people. We know their families. We know their friends. We know their their triumphs and their failures, their hurts and their pains. But in my humble opinion, um, I would say that of all the divination sorts, tea leaf readers develop the most close relationship, the most intimate relationship, the coziest relationship, because there is, again, that component of of being able to sort of sit together and just sort of chat at first, because you're drinking the tea. You're not just diving right into the reading. You're not like, all right, hold on, let me put up your pull up your horoscope, or oh, I pulled the cards. No, no, no. There's a there's an element of talking to one another, of getting to know one another, of just drinking tea together, and gossiping mm-hmm. or, or bonding over something. And it is only after that that you then read it. So you build a very strong connection with your client, and as a result That's of that, true. I think that that strength is what gives tea leaf its power, its predictive power to a certain degree. It's not just the ability of the person to read this great, you know, these great symbols, but it's also the connection that's built with the client. I mean, if a really good tea leaf reader that you've gone to time over time will, will be able to pick up on these subtle nuances. The more you get to know one another, the stronger the reading actually gets. Mm-hmm. The more they're able to pull out, I mean, the amazing amount of detail that tea leaf readers are able to pull out from just, literally tea leaves in a cup is sometimes mm-hmm. mind-boggling. You're like, oh, wow. And that's a, that's a result of the connection that you build, that we're not looking. It's easy to get fallen into the trap of transactional relationships, mm-hmm. of just transactional reading, the spiritual sort of merchant. But tea leaf reading really harkened back to a more relational understanding of readings and communities and, and advisors and counselors and whatnot. And so I'm, if, if you can find yourself a tea leaf reader or you develop that skill yourself, I encourage you to build relationships with your client. Go through the process of drinking that tea, of talking, and then reading it together. You will build such a strong fan base. And I always tell clients, everyone wants to become a tarot reader. Everyone wants to become a tarot reader. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, in my humble opinion, I actually think the, the path to success is much easier as a tea leaf reader. There's this model that says you only need about a thousand fans. You need a thousand mm-hmm. diehard fans. This is, a, this is a social media theory. You need a thousand diehard fans that will buy your tickets, that will travel miles to come and see you, or a few hundred. It's not a hard thousand, you know, 500 or something like that. That is much mm-hmm. easier to build as a tea leaf reader who's building a relationship than it is any other form of divination. If you really yeah. want to be a successful reader, tea leaf reader in my opinion. The, the biggest uh, I, problem is remote tea leaf um, reading. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And uh, Cushion Joshua says, Tarot is having an entire cultural moment right now. Yes, it does that every 30, 40 years. I mean, you know, this is like, to me, I'm going, oh, they're doing that again, you know. <laughs> but, um, but um, and it's interesting um, to me that the uh, rise of Tarot, uh, just as a little side effect, rise of Tarot uh, really hit America, the second or third rise, I mean, the third rise of Tarot hit with Stuart Kaplan's U.S. game system. And Stuart Kaplan uh, just recently passed away. And, um, and the, but, you know, he got to see it rise again because after it fell, it rose again. Mm-hmm. And so long career for Stuart Kaplan. But go, going back to what uh, Nagashiva posted about reading tea leaves um, uh, remotely, uh, yeah. this is something that sounds very counterintuitive, but so did reading uh, tarot cards by phone sound weird oh, until people got into it. So reading tea leaves remotely is very easy. You simply pour the tea in the client's name, drink the tea, and um, and there you go. There are people who experiment with uh, Zoom or Skype where the client reads the tea and then shows their cup, and that's possible mm. too if you want to go that way. I don't do it that way. I just drink the tea for the client, um, and I'm mm. I'm fine with that. All right. Um, well, here comes our music, and I guess we're going to go to to some clients, and we're going to um, read tea leaves for people. Mm-hmm. Oh. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest Papa G will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818 818- Three nine four eight five three five, and press one to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will send. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Evan Lionheart, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our first client. Our first client is Isla Bonita, and she's calling from. I believe area code 434. Is that, uh, are you there? <laughs> Sorry. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well, Isla. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you entrusting your situation to us as well. And it appears uh, you haven't filled out a, a questionnaire, but you did speak to Nagashiva about your synopsis. So I'm going to read that very quickly. It looks as though Isla is calling in regarding a relationship problem, and she would like to find out what's going on with her um, I believe your husband or boyfriend, and if there's boyfriend. anyone else who may be coming, boyfriend. Thank you for clarifying. And mm-hmm. she also wants to know if anyone else is coming into, if anyone else is coming into his life. Correct. Uh, my life. Your life. Okay, I apologize. Um, <laughs> if you need me to reread that for you, Miss Cat, just let me know, and I'll go ahead and reread that for you. Okay. Um, no, I, I I see it here. I'm going to take um, the first reading. Papa G will do the second, and we're going to read tea leaves, both of us. And then um, Countryman Ali is going to give you some um, root work advice. So 
um, you you're gonna um, want to know whether you should leave this person and if someone else will be arriving. Is that the idea? Yeah, he's just been really insecure. Like um, he totally accuses me of always talking to someone else and texting someone else, and it's just crazy. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a relationship that is doomed. I tell every woman yeah. once once they start down that path, um, they should be given a the scarlet letter A for asshole, and uh, then no other woman will love them because they're they're done. We, we women don't need those men. We don't need those. Yeah. Fucking men, they're 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 stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, there are plenty of good men out there. You don't need one of those accusing me of this. You know, a for accuser, a for asshole. All right, honey. What is your sign of the zodiac? Um, Capricorn. Capricorn. All right. Well, you're in that Capricorn field that just went through a a hell of a year, and um. And now your timing is good. You're going to get a better year. This year will be better, better for you. Now, I've poured a cup of tea. And my first cup here is Aroma G's Fortune Teller Tea, which is a wonderful blend made by Papa G for reading tea leaves. And I'm going to now drink this tea. And um, then I'm going to turn the cup for you. So give me a second to drink. That was number one. Can't rush this kind of reading. You actually have to drink the tea. I get the better end. I get to go ahead and drink it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, ah, come on. I'm gonna. I've got a little bit more to go. Got too busy talking. You see. And there we go. All right, all drunk. Now, what we do next? And I'm just trying to describe this. Turn the cup. Well, first of all, you rotate the cup, swirl the cup. So I've swirled the cup three times. I'm I'm a clockwise swirler with my right hand. Some people go left hand, some go counterclockwise. And then I turn the cup upside down in the saucer. And I'm going to let it sit for just a second. And now I'm going to turn that three times. So just as a collector of teacups, don't turn your cup in your saucer. You're going to ruin the glaze on the rim of your cup. Just turn the whole saucer with the cup three times. Watch where the handle is. You want it to come out to be where home is, and home is facing you. So here comes my third turn. And now I'm going to tap the cup three times and say, and the answer is... And what I what have kind of cup here, are you using? <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, uh, what kind of I'm cup are you using? Jane, I'm using a Jane Lyle um, a cup of fortune with symbols on it. And um, what I have here is a, a very interesting symbol. It is a an angel, a little flying angel, sort of like a horizontally flying with beautiful wings that is flying um, over. Um, a speaking of horses because I had mentioned that before um, speaking of horses a man on a horse and this is a, a rider on a horse and um, this is on the uh, the spade and there's you know like the um, the suits of cards are in this cup and so the spade is usually this is the same as a sword some little bit of a doom so we have this doomed rider the angel is flying over and the angel is flying toward the bell, which usually represents uh, marriage. 
Um, over the, there's also a snake on a pole, and the snake is a symbol of um, gossip. And there's simply uh, the form of a letter, and the letter is the letter D. Uh, so somebody is with the name D is gossiping about you. Oh, and there's an L. So it's LD or DL uh, or two people, one L, one D, have gossiped about you. The horse is riding from Mars uh, and is under this spade. The angel is over the bell and over the moon. You would do well to seek out a water sign person ruled by the moon. Uh, the angel is going to guide you. This is a whole, you're being guided to a new relationship with someone who is more um, gentle, more more uh, loving of their own mother, the, the moon, and someone who really wants to um, receive spirit wisdom. The angel, I should mention, is blowing a trumpet. It's the angel Gabriel. And um, so this is an announcement of a new thing to come. The rider sinking down under Mars, under the, uh, under the spade, and under the snakes, uh, tells me that this man is going to go down um, he's an angry man, Mars. He's, um, I'm not going to say he's violent, but the spade definitely means conflict. And he listens to gossip and he gossips. He's going being left behind and the angel is simply moving you along toward the, the, uh, the wedding bell and the, the moon, not quite moving you along to the next sign, which is also in there, which is the, um, club which is wands, which is renewal. So you're not quite there yet, but that's what I see for you. Um, the, this is taking place, by the way, on the part of the um, cup, which is coming toward home, not going away from home. And uh, the the idea here is that this may be someone who's coming into your life who you've known before. And on the part that is the farthest away from the handle, which is where the planet Jupiter is mentioned, also there's a heart, there is a triangle of three little dots. And a triangle of three dots usually means um, some wish will come true, something good will happen to you. And then in the bottom of the cup, there's another line at the very, very bottom, there's a line of three dots also. And three dots is called the wish sign. So you may make a wish, and your wish will come true when you get the wish sign. If you if you make a wish and you don't get the three dots, it just says your wish will not be granted. But your wish will come true. Now, when I turned the cup over, um, some of the tea leaves fell into the saucer. And interesting, I mentioned that this person might be a water sign because of the moon. And I have a little, uh, some of the tea leaves fell out of the cup, you see, onto the saucer. And I have a little fish in Scorpio. And I, it's just a, like a little fish made of one leaf, like a little goldfish. And I also have a little fish in Pisces. So I have two fishes. That indicates, again, that you might do well with a water sign person who would be gentler and nicer to you. And that is my reading. Okay. It's now we're going to turn you over to Papa G. Well, I mentioned a little bit before, I had an advantage over Kat. I was able to go ahead and drink my tea for <laughs> you ahead of time and turned it. So what I'm going to do is tap the bottom of the cup, which I normally do. It's supposed to mean to waken the spirit of the cup. 
and let's see what we have. First thing I see is a, a very surprising thing in the bottom of the cup. And I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that, but but um the very first thing as we come around the handle is something Kat mentioned. I'm using a cup um, from Tea with Karen. It is a Lenormand styled cup. It has Lenormand symbols in it. Yeah, and these are the symbols from is, the Lenormand card deck inside the cup. It's yeah. wonderful, yes. And um, there is a tiny heart in, the, in it, but it's under the the rider, the horseman. And it's oh, actually the rider. under his... Yes, which you already it came up in yours. But his, mm-hmm. his horse is standing on the heart. It's actually like he's, he's stomping on the heart. Mm. So um, it shows to me, you know, this person came into your life and they didn't really treat you like they should have. Um, as I come around, um, what I actually see is like almost like an alligator with its mouth open. Um, which mm-hmm. is, can, in tea leaf reading can be a danger or distress. Um, it doesn't have to always be danger because it means distress, stressful situations or being in distress. Um, it's not a wonderful sign. It is also next to the symbol, the scythe, in, uh, which in Lenormand means it's time to cut this person away from you, to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a... Looks like a lucky horseshoe uh, at the top of the tree symbol. The horseshoe, you know, we think of that as luck. Luckily, it is pointing upward. Some people read horseshoes differently. Uh, I've always read that you keep them pointing up so your luck doesn't spill out. Other people mm-hmm. think they should be the other way down so the luck pours on you. But this tells you to lean on your your family during this time if you're severing ties with this person. And up towards the top of the cup, it, it, there's several dots around the clover symbol, which is like kind of highlighting it, telling you this will be easier than you think. You will have a little luck in this and to lean on your family during this time. Now, if I come around, the thing I mentioned at first I wanted to say, if I look straight down into the cup, and Kat, I took a picture of this because I knew you'd want to. I was really <laughs> talking. I just grabbed my phone. The word fair is in the bottom of the cup. And it's big and plain as day. F-A-I-R. Really? In the bottom of the cup? Wow. In the bottom front at, at um, the away, uh, you know, the ha- your handle is your home. It goes up the left side where it aligns with the handle on the other side is the away, home and away. So it starts with away and it begins to um, lean towards um, the right, you know, the right side of the cup. So mm-hmm. that's something to, I'm not sure if we can actually tell you what that means. There's, <laughs> there's something in the relationship that has to be done fairly. And, and it could be you being fair to yourself. Wow. Um, that is, that's remarkable. Uh, and I come back around, and we have the, um, there's a sword, 
and it is right over the garden symbol. And I think as Kat touched on this page, there's some there's gonna be some people who gossip about this and you just have to ignore them because there there's a nice little um not really a true symbol, but it comes into the home. So I think you will end up meeting someone else who, if you can get past all this drama, mm-hmm. someone who you feel more at home with, someone who's more grounded, someone who actually makes you feel, well, that homey feeling, you know what I mean? Not, not uh, where there's always excitement or drama or trauma or or something going on. It's just you're comfortable in your company. But there's something that must be treated fairly. I'm not sure what that is. Wow, fair. Now I, that I, I'm just going to say, when I see some, a word like that, and I'm going to this is for the client to understand. Fair could be the, the someone's name. It could be the name of a town. You know, fairly. It could be Fairhaven, um, right? It also could be that. Um, because you've been treated unfairly by your lover who has has made unfair accusations that that you almost are like on I'm seeing like picketers on strike you know fair wages you know, fair fair treatment um this is a very interesting sign when you find a fully legible word you should um consider that the relationship you are looking for should be one that is fair. All right, let's go to um, Conjureman for some root work advice. Yeah, I think you had some fantastic readings. I mean, it was very cool hearing you drink the tea and clink the... It was very, very cool. And the symbols here are beautiful, and I think they speak to you drawing in a new lover and bringing someone who is ideal for you. What I want you to do is take a piece of paper and, and fold it in half and then tear it. And on this piece of paper, I want you to write down all the qualities you are looking for in a partner. You need to write down the qualities that you like about this person that's, that's with you, but make sure that you write the reverse of all the bad qualities that they have, that your uh, ideal partner is trusting, that your ideal partner uh, allows you to breathe, that your ideal partner is affectionate and loving and supporting without making you feel, without being suspicious. You, know, you want to write down meaningful qualities. Make sure to make two copies. So when you're on this piece of paper that you've torn, you're going to write on both of those, those qualities that you're looking for. They should be the exact same list. It should be a meaningless, meaningful list. This should be a person I'm sexually attracted to, who's tall, who's uh, financially generous, who's supportive, trusting, and so on and so forth. Once you've got this, the essence of who you are looking for as a partner, what I want you to do is fold one of them and set it aside. The other one, I want you to fold up into a small square, place on a heat-proof dish, sensor, thurible, cauldron, whatever, and then you're going to get yourself some come-to-me incense. And you're going to take this come-to-me incense, and you're going to make a small little pyramid about on it, uh, out of it, and you're going to place it on top of this piece of paper that is your list. And you are going to burn that incense, allowing the prayer to go up and letting the incense burn the actual paper. It won't burn all the way, so you'll need to take a match and stick it in there and allow the paper to 
fully burn with the incense. And you're going to pray as that incense rises, as your prayer is given as a burnt offering unto God. This is the angel in the cup that we saw. You're burning this. This is you're, you're sending your prayer up into heaven. Oh, Lord, wherever this person is, bring them to me and bring them to me quickly. Then you're going to get uh, dried rosebuds, cuba berries, and you're going to gather dirt from the four corners of your home. So go outside and get dirt from outside from the four corners. You're going to put the dried rosebuds and the cuba berries into a mortar and pestle, and you're going to begin to crush them. And as you do so, you're going to read and recite from the Song of Solomon, verses 1 through 4. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. You're going to keep reciting this until you grind up all the cuba berries and the dried rose petals into a powder. You are then going to mix this powder with the dirt that you gathered and the ashes that you burnt. You're going to mix it all together, sprinkle it in the four corners of your home, lay down a line on your front door, and take a pinch of it and put it in the folded piece of paper that has the copy of the, of the list. So the other copy that you've kept, you're now going to put a pinch of this mixture in it, and you're going to fold it up and place it under your bed. You're going to keep it there until your lover is brought to you from the four corners of the world to your door and then to your bed. Start this working on a Friday when the moon is waxing. And I also recommend that you use come to me oil as a scent. Put it a little bit behind your ears, a little bit on your pulse points, and wear that as a personal perfume. This is my recommendation. Let's see if Papa G and Miss Cat have anything further to add. Wow. That thing's pretty <laughs> thorough to me. <laughs> that was that was really, really, really good. And um and I hope that um that you find this um useful and that you can do this you can go on and get a lover who will really love you and actually i yeah. even saw wedding bells in the future so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can do it and you can find one of the good men there are at least 1 billion good men out there um so don't don't fear that you'll be lonely you will find love All right, there's our music, and we're going to go to our next client. Yep, and excellent readings all around, everyone. And thank you so much, Isla, for trusting us with your situation. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Papa G, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilencefleet.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our second client. 
Our second client today is Randy calling from Colorado, area code 720. Randy, are you there? I am. Thanks for taking my call. Excellent. Thank you for calling in. And it appears as per your synopsis, uh, which is very brief, you send it to Nagashiva. It just states that uh, Randy is not happy with her job and wants to know if her business with her husband will take off, and she and she will be staying the staying in the same place or moving elsewhere. Um, so just to clarify, we're looking to see if your business will be successful and if whether whether or not you'll be moving. Turning it over to you, Ms. Cap. All right. Well, this time we're going to mix it up. Um, I'm going to ask Papa G to do the first tea leaf reading. I will do the second tea leaf reading. And again, Ollie is going to do the root work advice. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah. That sounds good. Okay, great. So Papa G, take it away. So I had, right before this, I had poured a cup. So let me drink the little last bit out of it there. So this is, um, to your are you? Let me get, see if I get this straight. So you are wanting to start a business elsewhere, like you're wanting to move, if it's your wish. Well, not move. Um, I just I have I have a coworker who I'm miserable with, <laughs> so I just I don't know. I just wanted to know if I'm going to be there long term, or if I my dream so is to be like with my do this business with my husband full-time that's my dream but right. so it's sort of like moving yeah i think where i'm getting with you want to move away from your current situation to basically a totally new life yep okay let's see i'm using the old romany cup which was actually not that old <laughs> this is the this is the reproduction romany cup called old romany cup Yes, this is a wonderful, for those who don't know about it, this is a wonderful reproduction of the Wilkinson Romany Cup, which is rare, 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 expensivo, and um, also prone to glaze crackling. And this is a reproduction called the Old Romany Cup. Everyone should have one. Okay, onward. (laughs) And, And Evan just put a link to it from the Mystic Tea Room if you want to take a look at it. Good. In yeah. the chat room. Well, he put a link to the he put a link to the regular Romany, but um, the Wilkinson. But um, yeah, the old Romany. I don't think I have a page up yet for the old Romany. Got to do that. I thought I did. It's the same. Oh, it's yeah, the same yeah. cup. It's the same design. It's the same design, but it's just not it's mm-hmm. um, old. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. The first <laughs> yeah. thing as we come away from home is interesting. Is a a bat, and it is. You know, a lot of people think um, that must always mean, you know, and it sounds like a terrible symbol. Um, and some people, they, they like, the Europe, in the European um, uh, community, they think of it as trouble, but um, for a lot of uh, Asians, um, it means good luck. So it shows good luck coming up. It's, that's the way I read. Um, mm-hmm. It is in the middle of the cup, so if it were in the bottom, I would may say it was um, in reverse, like a bad thing. But I think it's a good thing. So good luck coming up. Um, we also have an X over the symbol of the snake. So you have two longer tea leaves, um, which actually are like little, almost like little sticks, not quite that are crossing over a snake. 
And a snake, of course, often means um, someone who crosses you, someone who um, brings discomfort, fear to you. Now, in tea leaf reading, snakes are treachery, disloyalty. So I think this is picking up on the person that you're actually not comfortable working with. It's yeah. sort of like you're going to um, – it'll be Xing them out. You're going to get rid of this person or <laughs> remove yourself from the situation. Yes. Uh, there's not a lot showing up on the back side of the cup, which leads um, from – there to um, the away. It's pretty blank. In the bottom of the cup, there is an I, um, not the letter I, but the in, like an eyeball. And you know, when you see that, that can have different meanings for different people. Often, means using your um, Using your sight, using your intuition, um, looking at things from a new perspective, that's sort of what's coming around. So it tells you to take the situation, look at it from a different angle that you haven't before. You wanted to do this business with your husband, um, and you may be stuck on this one idea of how to do it. So I would say, if I were to read intuitively in between the symbols, start thinking outside the box, and you may be able to achieve that goal. And as we come around going back towards home, it looks like the letter J. Do you, does that mean anything to you, the letter J? Uh, no. Anyone, you know? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll present itself. It is okay. over the butterfly, which means... Um, it's sort of a flirtatious symbol. It can mean um, admirers. It can mean love, um, flirtation. So being able to work with your husband may actually also bring a new, new solid foundation to your marriage that you didn't know wasn't there, if that makes sense. So I think it will happen. Um, it just looks like to me overall it's kind of slow to go, but and there will become a period um, where it looks like oh this is just not going anywhere. Then all of a sudden it will pick up speed, and you will find some new solution to actually just make it happen. And it'll be not only better for business, it'll be better for your relationship. That sounds good. <laughs> is, uh, is it helpful? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, well, think, I took a cue from. from <laughs> I I took a cue from Papa G and I um, pre brewed my cup, so I didn't have to take so long. So for this reading, I am using the um, Ainsley feather pattern cup of knowledge in the rare purple feather variant souvenir of the Wembley exhibition of London 1925. So this is in the rarity cup world, but the inside of it is just like any other um, cup of knowledge. The uh, Ainsley cup of knowledge has tea, um, excuse me, has cards, playing cards inside of it. And you can read the 
cards as well as reading the tea leaves. So what I've, I've done here is I've swirled this, and I start at the home area, and I have here, oh, and uh, at this time I'm using a different tea as well. This time I'm using my uh, uh, old standby constant um, comment tea. So what I have here is a little path, and this is a this is made with little dots, kind of small dots that are making a row. It, it happened when I swirled the cup, and the dots are going from home to away in like a path, a road that's leading there, and they fall over pretty much um, a whole row of of playing cards. But interestingly enough, one of them is the Jack of Clubs. And on that jack is the letter J. It's the only thing in this row of coins, which means a journey or a going someplace, that is um, a letter and it's falling on a jack. So that's sort of interesting. So somebody named J or name starts with a J is going to be important. We've both seen that. The little row leads away. Yes? Well, no, because you said it all... Keith Hubbard G said it as well, so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep your, well, as he said, keep your eye out on it. So this little row of of um, dots and spots uh, goes all halfway around the cup until it leads to the Ace of uh, Diamonds, and the Ace of Diamonds is same as in Tarot would be the um, Ace of Pentacles is a money Ooh. card. And yeah. it is about, um, I read both playing cards and tarot. To me, the Ace of Pentacles is leaving the garden for the higher mountain peaks. And the Ace of Diamonds is often referred to as a, a gift of money or some money to start you off on a journey. So this little row just leads all the way around, just goes through every card, um, including the Queen of Hearts, who might be you, everybody gets touched up to the Ace of Diamonds, and then the the row stops. So this says it's going to be a journey to get to where you're going. The new business will take you away from where you are. It is um, about movement forward. Now, the movement can be symbolic, and it can be literal. In other words, you might move to a, a new home, you might move to a new part of town, you might move to uh, just moving to a new job, but you asked if you'll be staying in the same place or moving elsewhere, this would indicate you will be moving elsewhere. And you will have um, some opportunities for money, but the Ace of Pentacles is not a lot of coins, it's one coin, and it's the start of something, it's not the finish of it. Now, there's... um, there are a couple of other cards that are um, pointed out with little um, pieces of, I use this um, tea that has cloves and oranges in it, and the oranges puff up and they make these little square chopped pieces of orange peel in them. So that's kind of a, a, a cool thing. You know, it's just To me, it's really cool when I get an orange peel on one of the cards. So here we have um, a, another um, one, I have to move it aside to actually see it. Um, this is the king of hearts with an orange peel on it. And this is toward the bottom of the cup. So um, oranges are a symbol of marriage and love. King of hearts would presumably be uh, the, the one you love. Um, and because we also had um, 
you know, the, the Queen of Hearts was also touched with these um, things. And so I see what I'm seeing here is that there is a potential here for success, but it's a long journey. It's not going to be like I'm quitting my horrible day job, getting into a business with my husband, we're moving, and this is all going to be, you know, uh, done in one shot. It's not going to be like that. It is a journey. It will take time, um, but it's a it's a good journey. Both of you will undertake it together because both the King and Queen of Hearts are implicated here. And also the idea that it ends with the Ace of Diamonds is a potential for something new. And um, it is a potential for money and a potential for... Um, well, I'm going to ask a, a, a question, rather a personal question. Do you have any children? Yes. You do, because the the um, the Ace of, of Pentacles or the Ace of Diamonds has little lilies in it and refers to children. I think that if you do this and, and are in business with your husband, this will actually be good for your children in some way. Whether you, they live at home or not, it will it will be a benefit to your children. Okay? Yeah. So that is that is well, my I thought take. of the J. I thought of the J. My brother passed away. His name was Jerry. And his wife is Janice. So I don't know. Uh, he just passed away like a like well i think uh, you should keep your eye open for that letter j i don't think that the that the letter j it necessarily is someone you know it may be uh, just if you think about it um it may be the name of a vendor that supplies the company it may be the name of an employee that would be the you know you might be offered two people to hire and one is h and one is j go with j right uh-huh. what what we yeah what we try to do is show that this is a something for your future possibly okay okay all right well let's let's um turn this over to conjurman ali and he will do the root work for you Thank yeah you. I'm, I'm happy to do so just a quick question what what kind of industry are you in right now that this coworker is a problem uh i'm a preschool teacher okay and what business are you hoping to to get into well I'm like I've been looking for another job as a, I'm ha- I have my master's in social work, so I'm just look, looking to get out of just maybe being a preschool mm-hmm. teacher. But I but my business with my husband, um, he he ultimately it's selling like what like like a water ionizer, but he's also doing okay. like um, this business called uh, he's he's doing like a a group online to like to get to yeah. get people to know him and like him. So he's doing a group um, based on the book, the magic about gratitude and being, you know, okay. interesting. Okay. I, I'm going to give you some root work advice. Now the reason the root work advice here is also shaped a little bit by a horary chart that I cast just to follow along. And there is a, the indication from the reading was that there's been a bit of an injustice that's happened here. It's not just a matter of, Oh, you not getting along, but this coworker is actually quite vile. Um, and this coworker is a is a serious problem. And so what I want to do is, and they're in a bit of an advantage in in the chart, and it's an indication that it might be an issue. So I want to neutralize this person first, and then work towards uh, helping you get to the next career. I do see that you will have to move. There will be a physical motion, a change that needs to happen, and it's going to take about six months. So that's just based off of the horary. And so based off that, what I want you to do is take out aluminum foil, just lay it out with the shiny side. Up, you're going to take the photo of this person, this enemy of yours, write their name on the back. Then take a Sharpie, and I want you to cross out their eyes and X out their mouth. 
Then you're going to take some lemons and you're going to squeeze it over this photo. You're going to douse it. Get this photo nice and wet with some lemon juice that you've squeezed out with all your anger. Sprinkle some salt and alum, alum on it as well. Alum is good for shutting someone's mouth. Salt is good to, to, as a protective agency. Lemon is to sour their life. You're going to fold the aluminum foil up very carefully, and you're going to place this into a freezer. Then you're going to get some Van Van oil, put it in a spray bottle with water, and spray your hands with it. Wash your hands, spray around your house, give it a nice little spritz, spritz, spritz. Then what I want you to do is start to work towards your uh, future career success. Do this first working on a Saturday. On a completely different day, um, a Sunday ideally, I want you to start doing the working to draw your ideal job, whatever work that you want to do. Take out a piece of paper and write down what you're looking for. My job is in this industry. It offers me six figures. It's in a great neighborhood, so on and so forth. You're going to put a pinch of five-finger grass that you may be successful in all things that you do with your hands. You're going to put a bay leaf, which will crown you with success. And you're going to fold this paper around a John the Conqueror. So you're going to put a John the Conqueror root in the middle. You're going to kind of fold and, and twist and make a ball out of the John the Conqueror root. You can use a red string to bind it and hold it all together. Anoint this little round ball with crown of success oil, attraction oil, money drawing. Get yourself a small fern plant, and you're going to place this in the pot so that it's grow, the roots of the fern plant will grow through it, and it will grow up through the plant. You can use any really house plant for work. Ferns are really easy to take off care of. You're going to water this and keep it alive. It will keep your prayers going, drawing them out of the soil, drawing them out of your little fixed pot, and bringing them out into the air and into the world. Keep the fern alive and take it with you when you have to move and it will manifest for you. I do see this as a process of taking about six months based off the chart I examined, but this is the ideal approach. A little bit of protection and retribution work here for a person who has wronged you and done you naturally and then work to improve and better your chances and bring the success that you desire. That's what I see here, and that's what I recommend to you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That was a good one, and a real traditional one with the fern in the pot. Um, I recommend you get one of the hardier ferns. Go to your nursery and ask for a really mm. hardy fern. You don't want your fern to, to keel over on you. <laughs> Thank you, Conjurman. That was great. Uh, um, Evan posted in the chat. I love plant spells. So do I. Plant spells are are they, they're the bomb. Okay. Uh, next, we're going to. Um, oh, Log Talk Radio says next we're going to eliminate clogged gutters with leaf filter <laughs> gutter guards. It just pops Hopefully up for not me. Filled with fern leaves. I guess that was our network announcement. All right. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay, Fridays, 1 to 2. 
and Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Papa G. Thank you, Evan. Um, this week's spell, usually I tie it into the subject, but this week I just wanted to share something I found was really interesting, so it's not really a tie-in. And this is an old, um, an old spell actually found in Volume 2 of the Harry Middleton Hyatt um, books, um, who do conjuration of witchcraft and root word. And it is to get a uh, neighbor to move away from you. And uh, I sort of gave it a, a fresh approach with a few new things. Uh, gave it my own, jazzed it up my own way. But it's called a move away willow tree spell. And um, what you would do was actually go and find a willow tree and you would cut a branch from it. And you would only cut it from the north or the south side because you want a branch that the um, that the sun doesn't usually reach. You know, if the sun rises in the east, sets in the west, you want something that has been fairly in darkness from the sun. Um, you take the branch home, and if, I don't know if anyone has ever tried this, but willow branches are very easy to strip. You know, you strip the bark off. It comes off in long, clean lines. You strip it until it's smooth, and it should resemble a whip. Um, and then from that point, you would rub it down with oil. Um, the Middleton, uh, Harry Middleton Hyatt books say olive oil, canola, peanut. But I think, uh, given it a new twist, is to rub it down with hot foot oil because you're trying to get a, a person to move, to, to get out of town. Um, traditionally, though, you would take the branch to the home of the person, every day for three weeks and sort of walk by their house and sort of whip the sidewalk with it. Now, to me, that's kind of risky. It's uh, <laughs> you're, They're going to see what you're doing. So what I would do was actually print out a picture of their house. And every day for three weeks, you actually take that branch and whip, whip that picture, put it on the ground and whip it. It has that hot foot, hot foot oil on it. And at the end of the three weeks, you're going to burn the paper and collect the ashes. Go to a graveyard. You're going to pick out a grave. Now, if there's not a grave you're connected to somehow, you can stand in a graveyard and just be silent and ask, who wants to do this work with me? And you'll be pulled to a specific grave. So you take the ashes and that branch, and you're going to dig a hole in the center of the grave. You're going to drop the ashes in and then plant the now dead um, willow branch as if it were going to grow into that hole too and you just turn and walk away and leave it. Wow. And and you should start seeing results. You know, you whipped this person into submission for three weeks and now you take them to the Mm. graveyard and you're done with them. Wow, that's a really great one. And that came out of volume two of... um what I fondly call, how can we remember? Um, <laughs> that's how you can get the, I know, I the order. The how can we that, remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, voodoo, conjure, witchcraft, root work. 
um, by, by Harry Hyatt. Do you happen to know, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, do you happen to know, because Volume 2 were named professional root doctors, do you happen to know which root doctor gave that or what name he called that root doctor? I doubt I did not you don't. write that down. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I hate to see them fall through the cracks, so I always try to make sure we can retrieve their name. But many times we can't because, you know, he, he lost his numbers, names and numbers book, and, and so we only have what he remembered of what people's names were. Or sometimes then, he would say, this old man I used to know or something. Well, but Volume 2 is all professional root doctors. It's not just uh, men-in-the-street interviews. In other words, it would be, you know, Zorro the Mentalist or, you know, Madam Griffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were real people. Um, Dr. English, they are all in Volume 2. So I just always try to give them a little shout-out. Well, if you can find it, pass it along to me. I'll try to get it into the chat log. What we know yeah. of these people and what we can honor and respect is great. And your change on it, your wrinkle on it, your addition to it is brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and um, kind of shows the um, the way that uh, folk lore and folk magic and the folk process works. You know, I like that a lot. I really do. I can't imagine passing by someone's house every day and whipping the whipping the yard or something. I mean, they're going to be calling the police. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. All so right. here's where we need Google Earth in order to uh, um, print out a good picture of their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a, a willow has um, a number of meanings, and it's interesting because willow switches are are very commonly used for whipping people. And I'm also going to just say something here in. Black cultural experience, being whipped with a switch, was very well known to people who had lived um, in slavery. They were whipped, and usually with a willow switch. So there's a particularly personal um, uh, feeling for this as an older spell. And that's one reason I asked about the person. Were they an old um, root worker who had been whipped, because many of the people I had interviewed were ex-slaves, or is it just something passed down in a family? But um, even to this day, um, there are families in which uh, corporal punishment is common, and whipping a child with a uh, a willow uh, branch is not uncommon, although not to be greatly desired. <laughs> so it's a, There's a, a long history there. It's not just like, let's just pick a willow out of nowhere, you know. Right. Um, And, um, oh, and Shiva says that he and his family were whipped with switches. Um, I always cringe when I think of what a childhood he must have had. He also notes Krampus, the the old Austrian-German woods demon who carries switches and whips Mm. children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I found him trying to find the guy's name. Spiritual punishment. Oh, good. I well, you have a. Yeah. <laughs> if you do find I have a minute and a half. <laughs> well, you know, I have a page called. Um, it's at luckymojo.com forward slash HyattInformants.html. And I try to get. Um, I'm trying to kind of back engineer the Hyatt interviews by putting the people together by the informant numbers and then. Uh, saying what I know about them or if I could find them in the census report so we know who these real people were. It's just one of my little projects. 
Well, there's our music. And if you find the person's name by the end of the show, pipe up and tell us when we say goodbye. I'm trying. It's on let... page 9.55 and volume 2. <laughs> well, it'll go back to the beginning of it and you'll find that person's name. Let's let Evan do the announcements, and by then you'll probably have it worked out. Take it away, Evan. Definitely. Thank you, Ms. Cat, and thank you, Conjurman. And of course, thank you, Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, for being our special guest this week. We don't have a special guest quite yet for this week, but we do want to invite you to tune in next week when we will have an equally delightful show for you. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo, wow, the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Did you find the name, Gregory? It's just a gifted <laughs> medium from New Orleans. From New gifted Orleans, medium from New Orleans. Out. I know that person well. Aha, uh-huh. gifted medium from New Orleans, a spiritualist. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be here next week with a surprise mystery guest. And um, I'm wishing all of you well. I'm wishing all of you vaccines. And uh, start saving yeah. your shekels now um, for the air presentation of the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival in September is going to be a a wonderful program, just like the last Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. So we'll start dropping some hints about it and let you know. September, and um, you're going to want to get your tickets early. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.